0: Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. We're discussing meaningful business and life topics to add motivation to your life and value to your efforts. Our show is hosted by certified professional CSG coaches who are often hired for private coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, enjoy the show. This is Solutions from the Huddle. And I am your host, Titus Barlato with Solutions from the Huddle. We're so grateful that you guys keep tuning in uh, from all across the world. And uh, and today, I promise, we are not going to disappoint you. We have yet again another professional, uh, an entrepreneurial-minded stud. I mean, this guy is a sales expert. He is a published author. Um, I can't wait to introduce him officially here in just a moment. Uh, But if you're a regular listener of the show, you know we always start in prayer. So we ask you to do it with us. Um, here we go. Lord, we give you glory and honor for all things. We ask that you would bless the show, our guests, um, our sponsors, just every part of it. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Okay, friends, um, you know that I mispronounce names. And I've already told Chris maybe three times. I've said, listen, if you've got to make fun of me, make fun of me. But uh, I'm going to give it a whirl. And I feel pretty confident. I, I think I'm going to crush this. Let's see. We have Chris Castanis on the program. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Awesome. I'm so, ex- I'm so excited <laughs> about that. But listen, guys, Chris is really amazing. Seriously. Um, this guy in 2011. Uh, started something really cool called Surf Financial Brokers. Uh, he's the president of this, and and he's going to talk to us all about it. But he's an award winning insurance agent. He's a speaker, and again, he's an author. And his book's title is really really cool. So this is where if you're listening to the podcast, just hit pause real quick uh, and go to Amazon and check out. You're going to be great at this, okay? And and make sure that you support Chris because today you're going to get some tips, some strategies that are going to be really invaluable uh, that are going to add massive value to your life. And and, and the least you can do for Chris is you can get his book and leave him an awesome, awesome Amazon review. Chris, welcome to the program, my friend. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks. That's a lot
0: of pressure you just put on me. I like that. Chris, do not mess up. No. (laughs) No, it's going to be awesome. Chris, I always ask folks to kind of get started and just kind of tell us your journey. I mean, when I hear a guy has over 10 years of having started something, built a a business an entrepreneur so many of them go away after the first six months <laughs> but but you're the president of surf financial before you even tell us what all it is or or how you won your sales uh awards just kind of give us the journey give us the synopsis of of what brought you to be the professional you are today
1: it, you know it's i don't that's a good question because i i grew up and we were you know back in the um let's just say in the late 60s, early 70s, I'm a little older than than I sound probably. But um, we used to, you know, we lived in a residential area. We, we, we sold things, we um, sold magazines for school or we were, you know, on Sunday afternoons, kids would go out and we'd trick or treat for UNICEF and there was no uh, problem for us to go out and beat on doors and ask for money and sell things, tickets to spaghetti dinners for our church or whatever. And, and I just didn't have an issue with that, you know, and when you're a young kid, you really don't have that, that fear that comes in later on when you're an adult, <laughs> you know, like the fear of rejection or whatever, you just go around knocking on doors and, and walk around the neighborhood, and you know, and back then it was safe. I mean, it wasn't, Nowadays, where everybody's, you know, where you have to have an adult with you with with a gun or something, worried about the guy jumping out of the bushes at you. Um, you know, so it was it was the way we grew up. And and even when I went to college, I was selling things. We were selling. Um, I, I had a job selling magazine subscriptions and um, credit card applications and things like that. Just crazy stuff all through college. And um, and then when I got out of college, I started selling office supplies and and well my first job was selling door-to-door accident plans for an insurance company out in rural north carolina and i mean that was crazy you know people people are pulling guns on you and um threaten to pull guns on you (laughs) so it was it was just it was uh interesting but i learned a lot about sales we had a sales class that we took and and they were more, um, I just wrote a blog about about these sales classes that you take when you go to work for insurance companies, but this one was um, all about memorizing their presentation word for word and having to recite it in class. <laughs> and the other part was, um, you know, having a positive mental attitude, which they just beat us over the head with because they knew we were going to go out, and you know, these these areas out in the middle of nowhere and just get beat up you know mentally emotionally financially (laughs) professionally so you're out there and you're just trying to keep a mental positive mental attitude while people are you know screaming at you and chasing you out of their yard (laughs) so they were trying to hedge their bets a little bit I think (laughs) and uh, (laughs) so you know I got out of that and I took those sales techniques and I and I took them to selling office supplies. And I did that for a few years. And, and um, the company I was working with just wasn't very big and there wasn't a lot of room for growth. So I, I, I moved from that to, um, I went to retail for a while and I, and i managed retail stores. And um, there again, I've learned a lot about business and how to run a business correctly and how to, you know, human resources issues and stuff like that. And um, it went from there and, bopped around a little bit and ended up getting back into insurance about 21 years ago. So um, did that. And when I went in, when I got back into insurance, the next time I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to do things a bit differently. And I, and I wanted to become an independent agent and kind of bought from one company to another, just to learn how they all did things and just get my feet wet. And after Uh, working for some pretty big companies here and there. I finally um, broke down and got two buddies of mine at the time and said, let's start our own insurance agency. And um, so that was uh, Surf Financial Solutions back in the day. And we ended up, uh, one guy just after about a year or so, he just kind of fell off the earth. We just never heard from him again. The other guy went into accounting and kind of stepped back. So I took the business, it was just me at that point, changed the name of it to Surf Financial Brokers and um, just uh, went from there. So um, since then I've, I've grown it the way I wanna grow it. I've, I've got the companies and products that I like and, um, and, we, and we've got a few agents here and there scattered around. I've got some up in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. I've got some in Charleston, South Carolina um we're licensed in five states, so we can, you know, all the North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, Tennessee. Um, and then the crazy thing was about six months before COVID hit, I really um, was doing a little bit of a reassessment, what we call a, a checkup from the neck up kind of thing. And <laughs> I just right. said it. And I said, you know, let's let's do something a little differently here. And I was in the process of taking my website and making it more. Um, what's the word I want to use hands on for the client? And um, so I did that. And, and we we spent and it was crazy because right about the time we were getting some traction, doing it the way we wanted COVID hit. And uh, so it, it kind of worked out in that sense. It made me have to speed some things up. But we, um, we got it to the point where, when I say we, me and my buddy that helps me with my web stuff, stuff um, got it to the point now where there's, you know, you can get your own quotes, you can get your own rates. Uh, if you like what you see, you can apply, start an application um, and you can do this at home without Mr. High Pressure, Chris, you know, I'm just so high pressure and <laughs> <laughs> so anyway it's they can do that you know people can get online at two in the morning and say you know what i can't sleep i you know i'm worried about my family or whatever i want to learn see what's out there life insurance wise and they can they can find a policy right there or they can do other stuff we have cancer plans accident plans uh dental plans you know that kind of stuff on there but you can do it online without having to contact me and t- typically what i'll do is i might just drop them a an email or a phone call and just say, you know, I saw because they'll copy me on it and I'll, I'll just get a note and I'll say, I saw you. You start a process. You know, if you need anything, just let me know. I'm here. I, I don't do high pressure. I do what we call good pressure.
0: You know, <laughs> there you go. I like it. Uh, we're talking we're talking with Chris Castanis right here on Solutions from the Huddle. And Chris is the president of um, Surf Financial but, uh, but I, I want you guys to know with, you know, Aflac, State Farm, MetLife, uh, Northwestern Mutual, these are some of the, the, the big, probably huge names that you've heard out there. Was there some fear, Chris, to go from the brand recognition and the, you know, let's say franchise model of they probably had all the marketing material and all the, you know, dot in the I's, crossing the T's, to go from that um, even though you brought with you I'm sure lots of experience and personal leadership but to go from that that recognizable probably multi-million dollar commercial ad spend to a brand that that you gave birth to right that, that maybe not everybody knows. Um, I'm sure your customers probably know it far better than they know those big name brands but how did you make that shift? how how is your comfort level about that because that's not easy to do. Actually, I'll tell you something I
1: learned early on. Um, I was working with a, with a large insurance company and it was one of these that had a lot of name recognition and they do lots of TV commercials and things like that. And I, and I went to a lady's house one day and, and I was talking with her. And of course, we had been told, taught you know, you work for this company, and you need to go out and tell everybody how awesome we are, we're the best in the world, we're the New York Yankees of insurance, blah, 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 you know, um, A-rated, you know, anything good you can say about yourself, you say it, and so I would, I was talking to a lady at her home one day, and it was, I don't know why this story always comes back, and it's like the epiphany I had when it comes to that, but I was talking to her and she said, well, I just want to let you know, I already have some life insurance. And I said, okay, that's good to know. You know, Who do you have it with currently? And she gave me the name of a company that was much smaller than any of the ones I had ever worked with. And I was familiar with them. There was nothing wrong with them. They just weren't one of those giant financial behemoth companies that everybody had heard of. And I asked her, I said, Yeah, I told her. I said, "Well, they're they're a fine company. There's nothing wrong with them." I said, "I just want to know why. What made you choose to buy a policy from that that company?" And she said, um, "You know, the lady that sold it to me was just very nice, and she took her time, and she didn't rush me. She let me ask all the questions in the world, and I just trusted her. I liked her. She, you know, I could tell that she was working for me." And she was looking out for my best interest. And, you know, it just struck me like a ton of bricks that people don't buy from companies, people buy from other people. And you could be working for one of those great big companies and be a jerk. You're not going to sell anything, you know? And you can also be the guy that, like this lady who was just patient and sweetheart, whatever, apparently, working for some crappy little company. And she was probably knocking it out of the park, you know, so it's just, you know, when you, when you realize that you realize that people will um, pretty much stick with you if they like you and you have a relationship with them and, and just have some sort of rapport. And, you know, if you can talk about their kids when you're around them without having to ask, what was their names again? You know, (laughs) stuff like that. Um, And just, you know, it, you notice a lot of hairdressers, for instance, they'll go from one salon where they'll rent a booth and they'll build up a clientele and then they'll move somewhere and that clientele will come with them. Well, they weren't that clientele didn't care about that main salon, they just wanted that one hairdresser. And it's the same with this. So, when I move from one company to another, um, I'd let people know, Here's my intention, here's what I'm trying to do here, and they
0: were like, Great, just keep us. Keep us abreast of the
1: situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, and insurance is so important, right? I mean, I can't think of a a person that I know, a professional person, that, that doesn't have some form of it. Whether it's P and C, you know, whether it's business, whether it's <clears throat> it's life. I mean, there are so many different aspects of our world that, um, if left improperly un- checked and insured, the the risk um, to our success is so massive. I mean, so the things you're talking about are so needed. And and if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying, hey, listen, you know, people buy from people. Relationships are the key. And can you imagine how many folks are representing and trying to pitch people on insurance? And those folks are not buying because of the poor salesmanship of the person, which means they're ultimately not properly covering and taking care of themselves. Hey, what an injustice that is, right? To like the-
1: and, 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 and I have to just say that, I, I, you know, while you're saying that, and I totally agree, I'm like, uh, guilty of speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. Because okay. while I'm saying, you know, there are people that want those relationships and stuff, and they want to buy from somebody they'd they like and trust. There are also those people who don't want to participate in that relationship. Okay. And those are the people who are going to my website at two in the morning and going, you know, I just want to get some life insurance and be left alone. Sure. And so knowing that and seeing that, um, you know, people are buying all kinds of stuff off the web right now. Uh, They've been buying, I've got my car insurance off the web. Uh, people buy life insurance now you always see these tv commercials and you know like you know bob age 47 just got three billion dollars in life insurance for 22 a month you know and the fine prints like bob's a, a marathon runner and is two percent body fat and he's sure. part of cyborg you know whatever <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah
1: so you yeah. know um there's there's people that that want somebody to help them and be hands-on and then there's people that don't and and I'm aware of that enough to go, you know what? I can make both of them happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think I think the underlining point I was hoping to share some some light on that I think, you know, what you said kind of stirred me was it's such an important thing that we need, right? That, that shouldn't be up for discussion. F- folks need it, period, I'll stop. Uh, but when a person doesn't create a connection, Right. If there is a human element, let's say for for someone who is looking and seeking for that, when a person doesn't create the connection, they don't build that no like trust thing. Right. Then the the end user doesn't make a buying decision, perhaps, and therefore they walk away in, in life personally and professionally, just not prepared, just not protected. Well,
1: and, and it's yeah, you're right. What a shame. And the, and, you know, there's those people that are just going to, you know, you try to you try to talk to them. You try to build that line of trust. And there's, there's just never going to be there. Um, My, my, you know, what, when you're me and you're like, okay, what do I do with this person that I've just spent, you know, three appointments on and can't get them to budge. And I've taken them to Starbucks and even bought them a latte, you know, whatever. um, I, you know, after a while, it's like a date, you know, it's like, look, I don't think we can move forward in this relationship. (laughs) I'm going to cut my losses and find the next person that, that will, because I just can't, you know, I can't um, leave that horse to water and make them drink it at the same time. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, recognizing who is, who's my, my client going to be, what's the target market and what kind of messaging I can get to them to get them to move. I don't want the person that, you know, isn't going to move. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to do either one of us any good. And we're both going to get frustrated. Sure, uh, sure. So yeah, you know, you say, it's not you, it's me. We have to move on. Uh, I'll give you your ring back, whatever. And you know, <laughs> yeah, sales is like dating in a lot of ways.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Chris, the author of, you're going to be great at this, right. Which is a sales memoir kind of uh, what I love about, your book on the back, it says, you know, this is the book that we all wish we had when we started in sales. Um, but it can be the book that uh, a new salesperson has today, right? It doesn't have to be a wish. I wish I, you know, had this. No, you can have this, right? So what was, um, other than the fact I wish that I I wanted to, to give somebody what I wish I had, other than that, what, what caused you to really go through the work of writing a book, right? You could have just done blog posts. Yeah. You could have kept posting on social media, it but was, you, took, uh, you, you took a harder path and actually made something, well, right, well, published it. It was
1: something that was like a bucket list item in the back of my my brain for 10 years, probably. And, you know, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of motivational books and business books. And, and to be honest, um, a lot of motivational books kind of get a little repetitive, you know, and you hear the same kind of, you know, positive thinking, you know, kind of stuff. I don't know how to describe it. But and and like one of the best ones out there, old timey book called Cyber, Cy, Cyber, Cyber Cybernetics or something like that. Um, Real uh, old school, kind of like The Secret or something like that. But it, like from the 50s, 1950s, <laughs> you know, and reading those kinds of stuff. But when you read them, like I said, they're just they don't give you, know, say you're talking to a plumber. You don't go, hey, you know what? You're going to be an awesome plumber. You go out there and fix all the leaks and drains and pipes and don't give them don't give them a wrench, you know, and that's the that's the part of my book where I'm like, OK, you can go get all the motivational stuff somewhere else. I'm going to give you the wrench. I'm going to give you the hammer. I'm going to show you things that you can do when you go to a networking event that'll get you some appointments set. You know, I can, I'm gonna give you, uh, and, I, and I throw in a bunch of what we call dumb stories. Um, some of them are just, there's no moral to them. They're just stories that I just threw in there because people are just crazy people sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure. Give me give me any, give me an example Chris don't, don't leave us hanging we're going to get the book uh, but but what's one of those stories that uh, let me see we're gonna uh, find let me uh, I'll
1: I'll tell you one that's not in the book and, oh, and that'll okay. be because it was one that I left out purposely just so I can be a tease here with this <laughs> okay but um, when I was selling insurance door to door in rural North Carolina we were carrying around this binder the, with this insurance company. We were the only ones that had this binder. So it was real distinctive looking. It had two rings at the front and and the policies were actually in the binder. So you would, you know, we'd see, you'd fill it out and just hand it to somebody. And um, so I had a, you know, middle of the afternoon, I'm in somewhere county, somewhere on State Road 3752 or whatever, <laughs> I don't know where I'm at and um nobody's home during the daytime so you're just trying to find people they're all you know at work so i pull by this little single wide trailer um huge truck in front of it bigger than the trailer and the um so (laughs) so i I like awesome this guy's home i pull in you know i'm right out of college with my london fog you know coat on and i'm thinking i'm very debonair and um Pull in, and this guy sees me coming, and he comes out, and I'm walking with this, with this binder, and the company I was working for at the time—I'll go ahead and say who they were—but they were called Combined Insurance, and the everybody who had this policy called it Combine. They were all very rural farmer group, you know. So they would. So this guy comes out, and he goes, you know, he sees me with this binder, and he's just angry, and he says, "You." what are you doing are you with the combine you know and I was like I knew something was up so rather than say yes (laughs) I just go well why why you know why do you ask he goes because if you are I'm going to go in my house and I'm going to go get my gun and I'm going to come out and I'm going to shoot you (laughs) and I'm like well you know it's like one o'clock in the afternoon broad daylight you know and I was like, why would you do that? He goes, well, I had a claim and they didn't file my, pay my claim. And I said, what kind of claim was it? He says, well, I had a wart on my foot. And I was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with the combine, I'm trying to repeat it back to him the way you would say it. I said, I, you know, they sell accident plans. A wart isn't an accident. And his, this genius says, um, well, I didn't mean to get a wart on my foot. I accidentally got a wart on my foot, (laughs) so so I just like was like you're kidding me, right? And and he was dead serious. He was still upset that they hadn't paid fifty bucks or whatever to remove his wart, and he was going to shoot me over. And I think I said something to the effect of, you know, I hear my mommy calling. I'm going to go now. By and I just got my card. You know, just (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness. So those are the the vein of some of the stories in the book. you know, there's just stuff like that.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. That, that, that's a cute story for sure. And um, I'm likely going to retell that story. I didn't <laughs> mean to get a wart. Yeah. Uh, I accidentally got one. Oh, I want to take just a quick break and say, thank you to a few of our show sponsors. And, I, and then I want to come back and Chris, I, w- I want to ask you some, uh, so, some, some specific sales techniques, right? So, so not fluff, not motivational, but practical, strategic stuff. Okay that we're gonna get directly from Chris. Uh, Solution from the Huddle is a show where we talk about things like performance and sales and leadership, communication, like the performance essentials. And our friends at Speedy Oil Change, MS Digital Solutions, Easy Living Technologies, Shepherd Law, Novant Health. These are some of the folks that are helping us make sure this show happens. Quality Air of the Carolinas, Carolina Auto Warehouse. These are, these are some really fantastic companies. We have lots of great show partners we encourage folks to take a quick peek at team-csg.com and uh, and click and learn more about all the folks that sponsor the show. If you don't already do business with these folks, if you don't know about their brands, uh, I wouldn't put my name on it. The show wouldn't represent it if they weren't worth it. So we encourage you to do just that. So Chris, um, I want to know, right, especially in the insurance world, right? Because we have a lot of insurance agents that are listening right now. Um, and they're going. Wait a minute, this guy's further along. Than I am. What's he doing? But we have we have folks that sell other things. And if you're a great salesperson, you have already come to the conclusion. I'm sure. I'm certain that it really doesn't matter what you're selling, right? I mean, the product doesn't is fill in the blank. Right? The human can probably take many of the same practical, smart, behavioral things and apply it to washing machines or services, goods, and products. Uh, for the most part, now, obviously, there are some specific skills and techniques per industry, but I'd love to know, what are some of those traits and skills that that if you go from selling one widget to another, from one service to another, you can take with you, right? These are must-haves in your experience. Chris, what would those be? Oh, okay,
1: let me back up one one second here, because when you said fill in the blank, it made me think of something. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, it selling is is dependent on the difficulty of the sale. And when I say that, I mean, people don't want to buy, ultimately people don't want to buy life insurance. It's mm-hmm. not fun. You can't take it with you. You can't, and you know, it's not like people go around showing off their life insurance like I would a new car, you know? Um, so I I'll, I'll do a little exercise when I do my little sales workshop sometimes where we'll say, fill in the blank. Uh, I am saving up for blank. Whatever, if you're selling something that is in that blank, then you're going to have a much easier time selling it than if people don't put that answer. (laughs) So in other words, if you're selling uh, life insurance, nobody says I'm saving up for life insurance or I'm saving up for a long-term care policy. They do say I'm saving up for a home or a down payment on a home or a car, Or vacation, so you know. Just to say, it's easy, and you can transfer the skills. It really depends on what you're selling and how how much somebody wants to buy it. That being said, you know, commissions generally are determined by how hard something is to sell. Uh, Commissions on, um, you know, life insurance, percentage wise, are higher than percentage on car insurance. Why? Because car insurance is mandated, you have to have it. So it's very easy to sell. Where life insurance, nobody cares if you buy it or not, except for your family. So, you know, um, so the easiness of the sale and transferring those skills can be dependent on what how hard the product is to sell. That all being said, and I just threw that in there. there are certain skills that can go with you um, through as sales and, and you can use them. Uh, that's actually one of the big topics I use now and, and I'm getting ready to write, hopefully the second book on it um, is going to be using sales techniques as life hacks and uh, just using them every day life. And and the first, the first rule of sales is to know that you're not selling a product. You're selling yourself. If I can sell myself first, if I can get people to like me, I'm already at second base. I don't have to, you know, hit the home run every time Um, because you basically it just here again, it depends on what you're selling. But if you're, as long as you can uh, get them to like you, keep you top of mind and, you know, just keep letting them know that you're there and be aware of you, and you can, you can really, you know, anything you sell, you, you, know, people will use your name as a brand name in some sense. So when they say, Hey, um, you know, Chris, I think of Chris, I think of insurance, Yeah. You know, sure. whatever. Um, you don't want to water down your brand name and start getting into something else too. Like, Hey, that guy also does uh, direct marketing internet phone sales, you know, or something totally dis from the rest of it. Yeah. So you want to be able to say, this is when somebody hears your name, what are they thinking of? Yeah, are they yeah. thinking of you as the guy that sells insurance or are they thinking of you as the guy that sells protein shakes on the side?
0: You I, know, No, that makes sense. How do we get their attention in, in such a, A really just noisy marketplace. 2021 is different than any year that's come before it. It is louder, it is more congested, it's noisier. How do you get folks to hear you? I get the point you're making. Stay on brand, right? Stay Uh, on brand. But how do you get their attention? You have
1: to stay top of mind. And that's where social media is a beautiful thing sometimes because it's free and you can, you know, constantly post. I have uh, probably about 3000 connections, whatever they call them on LinkedIn. I have 14,000 followers on Twitter. I have, you know, I don't know how many people follow me on certain things. I have, I've just started a YouTube channel. So I'm trying to get the name out there and I just want people to, you know, and you can just, you don't have to stay like in my business with insurance. It doesn't have to constantly be insurance, insurance, insurance as a serious product. Um, it can be insurance memes, you know, little funny things. But I just want them to think insurance and go Chris Costanis.
0: That's right.
1: Um, and that you know, like I just we just did a video the other night. I do these really horrible little videos on YouTube, um, and the one the other night was can zombies get disability insurance? So uh, you know, it's a it's a hard-hitting question in the insurance world. So I like that. So um, that was the follow-up uh to the uh could zombies get life insurance video. So there again. Um, but you know, in between I have other videos where I'm discussing features of life insurance policies and things like that. Um and so it's you know, it's just a matter of trying to keep my, my message out there. I don't want to, you know, the old school way we used to call it dripping. You know, if you had somebody and you, and you wanted to keep them in contact, you'd get their email about once a week, you drop them a little email. Uh, here's a, I found an article you might be interested in or something like that. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do that as much now because you can, you can follow people on social media and connect with them on LinkedIn and all this stuff, and they just see your name keep coming out once a day with, uh, you know, I had a picture of, it was a meme with these two real cute girls and one of them's whispering to the other. And she's saying, uh, see that guy over there? He's looking for a new beneficiary for his life insurance policy. You know, (laughs) and I posted that on social media, you know,
0: on Instagram. So you can make it fun, make it lighthearted, make it fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can be fun. I mean, life insurance is a horribly serious subject you're talking about death and sure you know are you leaving your family in good hands and all this stuff and you know but you don't have to make it depressing to the point where nobody wants to talk to you so (laughs) so you know when you're doing i do that kind of stuff and i'll make little memes and jokes and whatever and i'll throw in old you know batman tv show uh, Pictures and which I don't know if there's legal
0: to do that, so don't tell anybody. And um, <laughs> no one listens to the show, Chris. Exactly, me and you, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, well, so so I always like to leave and end a, a great interview, which I think this is definitely uh, Ben. I, I like to leave it with a, a question that probably our listeners say that they get the most insight from, uh, Chris Castanis. You guys need to check out SurfFinancialBrokers and go check out uh, his amazing book on Amazon, which is, you're going to be great at this. Um, but, but I want to leave with this question, Chris, what's one or two of the biggest mistakes, the biggest failures in your life professionally, right? Um, starting a business, finding over a decade of success of keeping it in business. You mentioned you have multiple agents that represent your brand uh, you, you provide coverage across multiple states. I mean, this is this is a success story, in my opinion. But I would imagine there's a couple bumps in the road, maybe a few <laughs> a few a few pitfalls. I know the most successful people I've ever met say, "Well, I, I did this thing and I learned what not to do ever again." <laughs> could could you could you share at least one thing? Well, I you know I was from.
1: I think one of my biggest issues when I first got back into selling insurance was I was just uh, very overzealous, I guess, is a nice way of putting it. Um, some people would call it commission breath. You know, you can <laughs> smell the guy coming. That's right. <laughs> and I would, um, yeah, I started picking up on body language after a while. Like even my friends were, would kind of just kind of squirm away from me. And I, I, was, I was so busy talking about my products. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd go to a company. Seminar or something on some product we had, and I'd come home and just be all gung ho about it. Want to talk to somebody, man? Let me tell you about this awesome new feature on you know short term home health care, and you know, and um, nobody cared. And they were all looking at me like oh, this guy's got Tourette's or something, what's going on? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and I, and I it, it took me a while. And, and one of the little tricks I, I put in the book is um, like when you go to a like a chamber of commerce after hours, networking events, say, for instance, Uh, for years, I was always taught, you know, take a stack of business cards and you hand them out, you know, you're going to be gold and what a rock star you're going to be. And I was doing it wrong the whole time. And I never could figure out why I was having such a hard time. And finally, a, a guy that had been in the business a lot longer than I had took me off to the side one day. And he said, look, don't ask for other people's business cards, ask, to get their business card. Just tell them, you know, I'm out of business cards. Can I get your card? I'll call you next week. We'll pick a time to get some coffee and we'll talk. Yeah. And and he'd always throw in there um I'll call you next week when when it's a more appropriate time. He would throw those words in there which I thought was hilarious. And what happens is they give you their card, you call them the next day and they know why you're calling. They expect the call. They understand that you're going to go get some coffee. That it's the easiest, it made everything so much easier that way. Yeah. And um, so it's those it? kinds of things where, I, you know, you hear things in sales school and and you hear people telling you, you know, oh, go out and ask for referrals this way. And and it's the hard, most horrible thing. You, you know, it just doesn't feel natural. You got to find something that feels natural. And um, so once I, I, now that I'm where I'm at, which, you know, it's not like I'm actually throw my money on the floor at night and roll around in it or anything but I'm doing okay and um but I look back at those kinds of things and and just go like man I had to be just the most repulsive little insurance monkey ever walked around the earth you know you just just, you just kind of go I just don't get it how how do people put up with me back then (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, you know, the clarity of hindsight is something special, isn't it? I mean, it's, just it's, to back. you know, and it, it, you have to be able to be honest with yourself. It's so easy to yeah. try to rationalize, you know,
1: like, well, this it wasn't my fault that I did it that way. It's like, that's right. No, nah, you were, you're were yeah. just as complicit, you know, <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, there again, it, it, when you look at that sales process or selling anything, it goes back to what you where you started and like I said, you know, I started beating on doors when I was a little kid and yeah and, and never really looked back at um you know it, it just the way you way I grew up I guess I don't know we did things like that and I did want to throw in one extra plug. yeah Um I also have uh surffinancial but we also have chriscostanis.com. Oh wonderful um so if anybody's interested uh that's more of the um information on the book and if um, you know I I do some speaking for some small um, non-COVID related I'm just, everything is COVID related. At this I know, point. right? Um, but I, do, oh. I have done some speaking for some sales groups and things like that. So, you know, if anybody's interested or.
0: So they can um, go to they can go to Chris, C H R I S C A S T A N E S dot com, and they can learn more about you, more about your book, and maybe even book you possibly to be a speaker at an upcoming sales conference. Yeah.
1: And when I speak, I, there again, I don't use the sock puppets anymore. I put those away. Good.
0: <laughs> I like, it. no, I like it. Hey, I, if you're going to, if you're going to speak and tell some of those funny stories about the, I didn't mean to get a wart, um, I, then, then that's worth listening to. That's worth booking. Chris, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for being on our program. Thanks for sharing practical, not just motivational, but practical things that we can put into our, into our equation and our game plan. It means a lot to me, Chris. Thank you.
1: Well, thanks for having me. And uh, if you need anything, just, um, you know, let me know, uh, drop me a note. I'm on, if anybody out there listening to this is on, um, you know, on the Internet, um, you can go to our website at surfinancialbrokers.com. There's a comment section. You can book an appointment. Um, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm trying to remember what else. Instagram. Yeah. Um, You're easy to find is what I'm hearing. they right? are accessible. It's like they said, they just came out with a version of Facebook for seniors.
0: Oh, uh, It's called The Facebook. <laughs> That's so, right. <laughs> Brand new, breaking news.
1: Yeah, breaking I'm going to get what, on the Google now. So, get uh, on the
0: Google, that's what my mom calls it. Chris, we appreciate you. Thanks for being on. We well, thanks for that. If you need anything, let me know. You got it. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here with Collaborative Solutions Group. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. If you want to hear more episodes, and continue supporting our show simply search for and subscribe to solutions from the huddle on any major podcast platform thank you again and we hope you'll join us soon